Scott's Guide, uh, we do SEO and web design, and we've been doing it for about 25 years now. And it's like I said, Sandra, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. We actually have been doing this closer to five years because we, we did three years in COVID alone. We were doing this in person, if you really think about it. It was a year plus there before COVID came. Yeah. So we've been doing this together for quite a long time, and we've helped a lot of a lot of people and a lot of businesses through the years, and I'm, I'm always glad that we can do that. Um, so uh, like I said, we're full service. We're web design, web hosting, and most of all, we do SEO. Um, and my topics usually surround myself around how are we going to build the strongest and best presence for each of our business owners and what can we do to make sure that we're staying in compliance. So when I got to thinking about what this month's topic should be, there I keep running into this. I'm going to use the word problem. I don't necessarily mean it's a problem, but I keep running into this. So I think what I wanted to do is come here and I want to talk about um, some of the things that we need to know as business owners when it comes to blogging, why we need to blog, and then most of all, how does AI and chat, GPT, and the AI models fit into this? Because I think there's a big misunderstanding about how they're supposed to be used, and I want to kind of do some hands-on experience with this as well. Um, other thing that I want to say is we do a lot of questions. What I'd like to do is ask you to put them in the chat so we can see them. I don't don't use the Q&A function. It just starts to be at too many places where I have to look for things. So that way, Sandra can just look in the webinar chat window. And between her and I, we can try to get these questions answered as fast as possible. We've always um, had a real good situation where we we do we take questions, you know, stick your hand up and that's fine and we'll get to you. Uh, the first question I have is where can I find last month? I have to actually the, the web page is up for it. The video is not. I need to upload the video and that was something I was going to do today on it, but I will put that up. This week's will be up probably over this this one will be up over the weekend. So if you go to verticalweb.com, I have a whole section on there for the class and the class uh, areas. If you look at the top of the menu, you'll see a menu bar there on that for you. For you Thank you, Beth. That. I forgot to mention that. And yes, I'll be paying attention to the chat as well to help with the Q&A. I also um, forgot to mention that our Center for Entrepreneurship uh, is also famous for a couple of other signature programs besides the agency business plan competition. And we're working on our fall schedule now. So by nature of your joining this seminar, we'll give you more news about that because we partner with Floor and they'll email you about some of our programs in the fall as well as we will also. The Small Business Success Series by HCC is very popular. We've, we've graduated 18 cohorts now from it, and we have 465 graduates. You can take that as a prerequisite to applying for the competition, and there's a couple of other programs that, um, like the HCC Metrosmack School of Selling and some individualized um, uh, events as well. So we'll give you more about that. Uh, but in the meantime, um, I wanted to thank Beth for being a sponsor of the business plan competition. In-kind sponsor, giving uh, in-kind prizes to all the graduates of the competition and a bronze sponsor. We've got a lot of great uh, uh, supporters for our entrepreneurial initiatives at HCC, and you'll learn more about that along the way. And we love working with Beth. So back to you, Beth. Thank you. All right. So tonight's topic is going to be blogging, and I want to talk about that on several different levels. Um, and then I also want to talk about how we can, and I'm used to work properly, integrate uh, chat GPT into our daily workflow and how we're doing things. Because I, I think the problem is this. Um, 
Yes, and it'll also be on our website as well. So it'll be in both places. We try to keep a, a running tally of it there. Um, and the other thing I do is I put the commentary to go with it, not the transcript. We actually write a commentary to go with it. So, um, so with that said, uh, what I'm doing with this class on some level is 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 blogging. To be honest with you, um, I use the, this as a jump off point for that, and I, and I suppose it's a really good place to start this. Um, so if I tell you a little bit about the history of a blog, I want you to understand where we started from so you know how we got here and, and what this all is about, um, and then we can kind of move forward. So when the blogging craze, if you will, started out, it was an informal way for people to voice their opinions. And the initial blogs that you saw you know, may have anything from, hey, it's hot in Houston. Uh, you know, that's a that's a very big news flash that people were putting out, um, you know, just silly stuff like that. And what's happened over time is that those have become places where you can showcase the fact that you're an expert. Um, and the fact that you're an expert is a very important piece to the puzzle of how to get ahead in this world at this point, especially from a Google standpoint. OK, so when Google evaluates the, the Internet as at large, they're looking for the best possible answer and the best possible solution to any problem that they get, that they find. So if I say, how do I jumpstart my car? If I'm a car mechanic, that's where I want to be. If I want to say, how do I get to number one on Google in Houston? I want to be the person that gives that answer. Um, I want to make sure that my business is always sitting at the top of any inquiry that somebody makes into Google as long as it's, um, you know, it's coming off of, um, you know, my site. The other aspect to this is, and, and, and I don't want this to be overlooked in this because sometimes I, you know, I talk about Google and I talk about websites, but the other thing is that sitting out there is social media at large and social media at large. Um, and when I say that, I, I guess, I mean, Facebook, I mean, Instagram, I mean, TikTok, um, I mean, um, LinkedIn. You know, and I mean Twitter. I mean, so there's some some really big places that we need to participate in. There's smaller ones based on what your niche is that we may need to consider. But for the most part, I'm giving you the bigger ones. So to come up with something unique that people want to follow and the way that they want to follow it, it should be the goal of every person that has a blog. Now, you can say, I'm an accountant. Why do I need a blog? You can say, I'm an engineer. Why do I need a blog? And, and, and although if I went back 10 years ago and asked that question, it was a valid question to ask. But when I fast forward to 2023, it is a validator of your credibility. So if you are not blogging, you need to. If you don't know where to start, you need to hang out with us and we'll help you get going. Um, if you are blogging, you need to make sure you're doing it the right way. And if you think that ChatGPT is the magic antidote to anything that's ever happened in your life, uh, you need to sit around here and figure out why it's actually not and why we need to like kind of move forward with stuff and, and learn to use it correctly. Um, can ChatGPT write you um, 
a sales letter and do it in a reasonably good way if you're really bad at writing a sales letter? Absolutely. Can ChatGPT uh, write a review for a product? Absolutely. Can it write a product description for you if you don't know how to write a product description? Absolutely. I have no problem with ChatGPT doing any of those functions. Where I start to run into a problem with ChatGPT is when it is used um, for um, the purpose of replacing content on a website, mostly because you don't know how to write it yourself. And I don't mean that a bad way. I just, I think what it's going to become and what it seems to become is a panacea to every person that wants to, that has said to me over the last 25 years, I don't know how to write. Okay. So I do have a question that says, I'd like to know how to get pricing for SEO. Please do me a favor and just contact me tomorrow. Give me a call um, at Vertical Web and we can we can do that. that. That goes, it is unique to each and every, just as much as your children are unique to you, SEO programs are somewhat unique to your business. So um, anybody that needs to talk to me about that to see, please just give me a call. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. Um, but with all it is said, so where, where I want to come back to is, so business owners themselves, okay, are utilizing this um, in, in a way that they think it's going to solve something or it's going to answer something. So I just want to say, when it comes to your website, your website needs to properly and adequately represent you. It needs to represent your business. It needs to represent your tone. It needs to represent how you speak. Um, you know, mine seems like it crawled out of Brooklyn because guess what? I'm from New Jersey and I kind of sound like I crawled out of Brooklyn. So not that I have a problem with Brooklyn. Don't anybody misunderstand. I spent a lot of time of my life there. But my point is, is that the way I write is very colloquial. The way I express myself in writing is very much the way I speak. Um, I have no problem doing that. I think it's part of my persona and who I am. When people read what I write, they know that I wrote it. They know that I speak from a position of authority. And when I say something, you can take it and put money in the bank. I've spent 25 years building up a reputation like that. So my blog needs to represent who I am. So now you're going to say to me, or at least you should be saying to me something along the lines of, well, what am I going to blog about? Okay. And I think that's a fair question to ask. Um, what's an interesting thing to me, if you will, is that if you don't know what to write about, that's okay. Chat GPT will tell you, and I will show you how to do that in a minute. Um, if you don't know what to write about, I, I always say open your email box because I think that any email that you receive that needs a answer more than yes, um, no, um, thank you, have a good day, thank you for paying your bill, I appreciate your inquiry, anything that's more than a sentence or two long probably needs to be answered somewhere on your own website. And there's probably a, a big description that needs to take place with that. So when I find myself sitting down and faced with having to write an email of any sizable substance, I actually forward that email to myself and tag it to write a blog on. Um, I'm faced with it almost daily. Um, for example, 
The other thing that I do is I participate on Twitter quite a bit. And I saw something go by the other day that I actually, I think I'm going to spend my 4th of July weekend actually writing and delving into because what I saw written on it was not correct. Google domains or Google is buying uh, Squarespace's domain um, pool. So all the domain registrations that were with Squarespace are now moving to Google. What's interesting to me about that piece of it is that for the longest time, Squarespace and Google both used two cows. So it's great that they decided they're going to go be an own registration company. There's a whole set of information that I need to put together on that and put that out. So consumers understand what their responsibilities are, what they're supposed to be doing, how to make sure they don't lose their domain name. Because it's all great that these people want to do this because they think it's a way in to get to you. But at the same token, they don't take care of you and renew those domains on the other side. It's a fantastic blog post that I saw come by my eyeballs at six o'clock in the morning on a, just on a whim. You have to start to fine tune your sense of intake of information to be able to identify these things when they come across your desk. Um, when I used to talk about this topic early on, I would say to people, you have an opinion on everything. I do not believe that one piece of information goes by that you do not formulate an opinion on. Even as I'm talking now, your brain is going, you're like the dial wheels that you see on the you know, debates uh, that they dial and you like it, you don't like it. You, have, you always have an immediate reaction to something. And the thing is, you need to learn to identify the things that you go, hey, wait up a second, I don't like what that says. Or, hey, wait up a second, I look at that differently. And although that person is not wrong, I would be more correct if I said that. So if I'm saying these type of things, I need to have a system within my computer somewhere that I can jot a note. I, I'd say put it on sticky notes, but I, and I mean, if that works for you, but I have so many sticky notes, I don't know what's a blog and what's a shopping list and who needs a heartworm pill. So I'm not doing sticky notes anymore. Um, I, I have, I actually file them all. I have them all in a, in a folder and I know exactly what I want to do, what, when, where, why, and how. So I have a question. It says, is WordPress the best hosting site for blogging? I'm thinking about converting from Wix. Now, I have been doing this class with Sandra. This is probably our 40th plus class if I had to, I had to guess. All right. Yeah. That question comes up every single class. And I, and I, you know, I almost want to, I almost feel like some days I should lead with it. It is a phenomenal question because there's a lot in this world, you know, a lot world is um, sometimes people, there's things out there that, and I'm glad we have this platform to just be able to clarify this. The only platform as far as I am concerned that will work to do anything to build a small business a successful website is WordPress I said that that way in this regard okay if your objective is to have a three-page website in Wix have at it but do not expect Google to come knocking on your door and give you one lead Okay, now it occurred to me in talking to somebody today that 
I have people that have recognized the power of the internet and its ability to drive leads. Okay. I think as, as time has gone on and the novelty of the internet has worn off, the idea that the internet drives leads at times has gone away. Every small business owner should approach the internet and their website as, it, as if it is a salesman, is an outsized salesman. No different than if I hired somebody, dressed them in a tie, and told them to go out and represent my business. The difference is there's a passivity about that, okay? But the reality is anybody that does not participate in having the internet, especially as a small business owner, is probably overlooking 30% of their business on average. Your business would go up simply by 30% just simply by paying attention to your website. Now, this says is what website did I say? Um, I don't know what that question was that you're asked that 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 question is, but I'm saying that you should use WordPress.org, okay, which is a self-contained version of WordPress. Now, of course, my company offers WordPress. I don't say that because we offer WordPress and we host we host WordPress websites. So that's not why I say that. I know for a fact that I can take a website, take it out of Shopify, take it out of Wix, take it out of Squarespace, and intrinsically, just simply by changing the vehicle and the platform that that website is built on, the traffic goes up by 25%, period, end of story. There is no um, getting around that fact at this point. Now, there's a difference between saying something is search engine friendly and actually something does well okay i have a dog i have two dogs okay i got one dog that's people friendly and he would go sit in your lap and i have another dog that says that i would say is friendly and she wouldn't even let you in the front door although once she came in she'd run and hide okay so the fact that something is friendly does not mean it is going to work and i do not think that it necessarily um is what do i want to use the right word it's indicative of its overall success is what i, I really want to say so I, I think what i want you guys to understand is that you have to have the right platform and nobody that owns a business has any business um ignoring the website because i and i hear it from realtors i hear it from I hear it from all these businesses and they just keep saying to me, I don't get business from my website. So therefore you don't get webs business from your website because your website doesn't put you out there in the best light. So you have to make sure that your website is tuned up and actually doing what you want it to do. And that's not always easy. It's not always easy to go back and look at something and say, Hey, this is why it's not working or this is why it is working. Okay, so this is why this is kind of why these blogs are becoming a very important thing because they become a way for you to showcase your business and speak to people and get people to understand that you're the best person for the job. Um, it's funny. I I just did a uh, a in person talk for a chamber of commerce um, a few weeks ago. And I, I, I asked the question that I asked, and Sandra's seen me do this in, in our class when we've been in person. I asked who's an ex expert in their business. 
And on the first time I ask that question, I only get anywhere from two to five hands go up out of anywhere from 50 to 250 people. Me, that is something that we've got to get into our small business owners' heads, that you are the expert in your business. You would not have gone into your business, into a business for yourself if you did not believe that you were the expert. Okay? So what that then goes on to say is that if you are the expert, you need to act like the expert and you need to let your customers know you are an expert. So true Beth guide story. Um, when I first started, I wouldn't tell anybody what I knew. Um, I wouldn't answer questions. I wouldn't tell people how to do it. I wouldn't. I mean, we had customers. Um, but I kind of felt like, well, if I told them the answer, they could go take it and do what I do and do it as well as I do it. And the, the mistake in that was somebody with equal knowledge does not have my level experience. And every small business owner needs to start to wrap their head around that um, because you have a level of experience that takes a piece of knowledge and amplifies it. And that, that's where your place is to shine. So blogging is that forum for your business to shine. And I've got to get to where you guys start to understand, hey, this is what we need to do and this is how we need to do it. So platform-wise, WordPress is the best. Um, and then format-wise, I'm going to tell you is that I want you to be as comprehensive in your answers as you possibly can be. So if the ants, if the page you're still writing and you have 3,000 words on a page and you're still not done, you need to finish it. There was a point in time that I would circle back if I came all the way back to, you know, 2002, 2005, 2008, I would come back and say, hey, we said if you got to 500 words, the chances are that there's more words there that need that, you, you know, there's more concepts there that could be broken into separate pages. And we would say to break them into separate pages. If you do that now, you're going to be penalized. But the bigger question is, why am I saying you need to do this as an expert? Why, why am I saying that? And the reason I'm saying that is because that expertise is what will set you apart in this world of AI that we're going to go that we're gonna we're about to go venture into. Okay, uh, we have another question. It says GoDaddy platform fall in the same bucket as Wix. Yes, everything that is on a platform that you cannot control falls into that bucket. WordPress.org, you can control. And like I said, I have a full built, I have a system with all the licenses and everything that comes, it absolutely, it comes with everything you need. So, I mean, it, that's an offline conversation per se, but my company offers a full package that you get the license, you get the tools you need, everything set up for you. You just kind of need to open it, pick a design and go. All right. That's, that's my that's my um, approach with it is I basically took what I what I use for SEO and we kind of give that to customers to use um, because I think it gives you the best chance of it succeeding and you don't have to, you know, swim through the noise of how do I do this? What do I do? Um, how do I do it? And so on and so forth. And I, and I actually think I'm going to sit down and just make a start to finish video of what to do with it. So there's a there's a helper video. This question said, nice to see you. I've gone on vacation in the past. Where'd you go on vacation? What's going on in this chat here? 
Okay. I don't think that chat has anything to do with, with what I'm talking about. So I'm going to ignore that. Sandra, I'm not answering that one because I didn't go on vacation. Anyway, so with all of that said, um, the, the, the question that, that should be, I want to kind of start with is I want you all to understand. So I'm going to open up chat GPT here for a second. Uh, let me get a window here in front of me. Yeah, some of them are saying that, that that this is going over their head a little bit, but they're trying to sit, listen, and, and absorb the the nuggets if they can. So I know some of this is a little overwhelming. Who said it's over their head? Um, just some some of the new ones that came that came in. You were in fact, she's re rejoining us from last month when we talked about websites, and now Chat GPT and blogging is a little bit new. Okay, well, I'm trying to keep the beginning. If it, does anybody have a question? I mean, I'm, I'm here to answer questions. So if you don't, if you're not understanding what I'm saying, now would be a good time to ask a question because um, I'm trying to start you guys from the beginning, which I need you to understand you have to be an expert. I don't even know that I've really said anything about a website yet other than you need to be an expert. I'm looking and, forward to if you're going to call something up and show them how to use, you know, to, to uh, I know in the past you've talked about um, using your own knowledge, but starting with Chat GPT and then 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 well, that's where I'm going, Sandra. But they need Good. to know that they're experts. I think that's what I think that's the piece. I what I what I don't want it to do. What I don't and, and listen. This is a, you're asking me some good questions here in this regard. Um, I am I am to a point where I am saying to you guys, you're the expert. Use Chat GPT, but we're going to have to dial it back and go through it because you cannot use it in the form it's coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and that's, that's Joyce, the thing. Joyce oh. asked you a question there. Wait, yeah, wait. Was, all right. it says, that. What, she has it two. Says, what do you mean when you said something about 500 words and then you said you would be penalized? Okay. So what I was saying is that if you get, you know, if you, what I want you to do is back in the day, we would tell people to write, I'm giving you a history lesson. This is not, we haven't done anything that we should do yet. I was trying to give you guys a history lesson. So it's 500 words is what it used to be, okay? Now it's write it till it's finished. If you write, if you only put something up for 500, um, you know, you only put up 500 words, you're going to almost be disqualified. And, and Kayla Lee said, she said, thank you for reminding me that I'm an expert in my field and encouraging me to show up online. That's what I need you to get around because here's where this the the rubber is going to meet the road on this on this ai stuff google is looking for unique ideas and if your idea is a chat that was auto-generated for you and reproduced on your website that does not mean you are the expert you are not adding anything to the embedderment of the internet so as I am telling you, you're the expert, I kind of need you guys to bow up and understand you are the expert and I need you to walk with that mantle because what's happening is people are going into these chat programs, pulling out what it says and pasting it on the internet. And when you do that with no forethought and no understanding of what you're doing, what ends up happening is you're actually going to be penalized. Just as much as you know you can go to ChatGPT and have it write an article for you, Google knows you can go to ChatGPT and write an article for you. They have sensors to go figure out what is AI content. And AI content that's badly assembled, 
that does not add to the embetterment of the internet will not be a uh, thing. You, your website will be erased off the off the website world. All right. So that's the that's the problem with this. Why I am saying so strongly, and I want you to understand. Anybody with a business is an expert. You need to be an expert in what you do. Now, John said, if you're not an expert, learn. And and what I will say is that I, I learn every day. I learn something today. And uh, there's never been a day since the day I opened my doors that I don't learn something. But well, I think oh, one thing to put here is, yeah, they're, they're not an expert on blogging and they're not an expert on chat GPT, but, but they start thinking about how they're an expert on giving advice and meeting needs of their customers. And it's, so, that's so, right. This right? is about them. This is not about they don't know how to use a blog. This is about as a business owner, they need to understand. So this is what I see. And Sandra, you know this too. So you say to a business owner, you need to go do this. They'll tell you why you, they can't do it. Right. You say, hey, I need you to write an essay. Well, I don't write very well. Or are you an expert? And nobody puts their hand up because we've been taught to be humble. And we've been taught not to act that way. But in this particular application, you need to live and breathe that you are the expert in your field. Whether you be an engineer, whether you be a cake baker, whether you be the person that makes hand lotion, you make candles, whatever you do. I mean, and we're, we're, we've seen it from all aspects. It's, it, you guys that are score advisors, do you agree with what I'm saying? That often that they stand down, especially in the beginning? Sandra, John. Yes. I, John saying yes. All right. I, I am saying you got to get out of this because if you start using a chat program and it just starts stumping itself out and you don't have the confidence in your own ability and to be able to be willing to stand up, you're going to you put yourself in a really bad spot. So this blog situation becomes how do you shine and how does your business shine and how can you utilize it to make it shine? Okay, I want to talk a few different ways about that. But what I need everybody to get in their heads is that you have to be an expert and you have to believe you're the expert, because outside of that, you this thing has the potential now to up dump your business. Well, I think also, you know, when people go through some of our programs, they're trying to learn how to represent and verbalize what they do in their business so they can learn how to help their customers and understand how to solve a, a customer's problem. And so you become, the more you get confident in what you're offering in your business, the more you can write about it and you can generate articles about that. And then they respect you as an expert and that's why they continue to buy with you and you build customer loyalty and all of that. So, you know, I, I was thinking about um, uh, Christiana. She she has the, she was here last month and she had the, the, the uh, care package company, you know, so you can write articles you know, about the, about how to choose and assemble the right care package for different, you know, kinds of people and stuff like that. So there's, you, you become an expert in when people are seeking these services, how do they get good services or how do they choose what they want to choose, you know, things like that. So you write, you start writing articles, basically they're like articles, right? Posted right. on a blog. And another thing I think that's different about all of this is everybody's so used to doing everything so short because there's tweets and there's Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you can talk to them a little bit more about 500 words, 1,200 words. People are not. Yeah, there's no word count anymore. But here's the problem. 
All right. So that's the thing. There is no word count anymore. That's a, that's a that's a maximum. But when you start, this is the other thing that I hear pushback. Oh, well, you can't put too many words. Nobody's going to read that. Well, I have some ways to work around this. OK, so I, I want to uh, I'll address that, too. But at the end of the day. The person that wants to do business with you needs to have a scannable piece of piece of content sitting in front of them that they need to that they can review. What I'm also going to say, and I got a call this today um, from somebody, um, and it was an interesting comment because they said, you know, I, I, they have to we write some of their content for them, and because it's technical, they always like to proofread it, and, and I'm fine with that because I don't ever want to make a mistake on something. But what the pushback on it was, what we decided to do is they're actually going to make me one-minute videos that discuss the topic. And the reason I'm doing that, and I think it's a fantastic idea, is because um, what's going to happen is we can then take those videos and embed them into an article, a blog page, and then it has the video. It has the written word for Google. It has all the components it needs. So it says, it says, does anybody have a suggestion on where to start to start a blog? Okay. So I am going to say that most people, if you want to just start one because you want to, uh, let's say, be recipes or you want to be a travel guide, you don't really have a monetizable um, product, but your idea is to sell advertising on the site. There's a million and one ways to do that. Everything from beauty advice, health tips. Um, we we could. I, I talked to somebody yesterday, and he's got two thousand separate pages talking about how yoga helps your body. He's a great idea, great candidate for a blog. He can go out there every day and put up another page. He'll have enough content for two thousand uh days. What is whatever that works out to be? What is that? Five years roughly worth of content. Um, so seven years, actually 21 would be seven years, give or take. All right. So he's got so much content. He can just go on and on. He could build a blog and just drip it out there for the next, you know, every day for the next seven years. That's another idea. So the question becomes, are we doing this because we want to sell advertising and we want to put something on it? Are we doing this because we want to improve our business? I, I think that the whys um, are maybe not important as the hows, okay? So where do I want to start? How do I want to start? You want to get WordPress, you want to get a web host, you want to get a base theme, and you want to have an idea of what you want to write see, on. Uh, Joyce's earlier question, she did two in a row. One was about what's the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org. I didn't see that one, but that's... WordPress.com is a platform. WordPress.org is where you need to be. So that's why we were saying that because that's independent and can be run on any hosting company and that belongs to you. All right. So that's the, that's the difference um, between the two. Um, and that's why we need to, we need to use that. Okay. So you need to use WordPress.org, not WordPress.com. So, uh, so that's that. And this one says, is there a specific, for, uh, specific platform that we can use to blog? 
if we don't have a website yet, only a shop on Etsy, hopefully a website soon. Okay, so that is a great question. That is a fantastic question. You're not going to like my answer, but it's a fantastic question nonetheless. So if I am going to blog and I go and blog on Blogger, which is a place that you can go blog and when you don't have a website, right? Here's the problem with Blogger. When you build the credit and you build stuff up, what's going to happen is you're building up Blogger. You're not building up your own brand, your own business, your own um, information, okay? If it was me and I didn't have anything but a blog to start with, then what I would do is I would fire up website. I would get my, my hosting set up. I would set up with a base template and I would start getting my blog going with WordPress. I, I don't ever want to advocate to give somebody else credit um, and somebody else benefit from being off the side of my, my own side of my stuff. So with that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I, I'd rather see you get something set up that you own and don't do it on the side and then be able to integrate your Etsy store or your Amazon store or whatever you have um back at a later date. Um that's that's the better way to handle that. All right, so Cooper, I need you to go somewhere. That's not on me. All right, so I'm gonna open up a web browser here. I'm gonna share my screen. And I'm going to kind of tell you how to start thinking through things here so you know how to do it. So the very first thing that I would do is if I wanted to come up with a blog topic or blog ideas for my stuff, all right, for any, actually anybody, I would go to openai.com. All right. And Sandra, you can put that one in the chat if you want. Okay. Uh, I can't, I don't know that I can see the participants with this window. I don't know that I can see the chats at this point because of the way the window is. I don't know where they are. They went away. All right. So I'll go to openai.com and I'm going to go to log in because I have an account. Uh, accounts are free, so it's not going to cost you any money. And it's going to give me this choice here. We don't want any of this. We don't want to make an image. We don't want to make, we're not programmers. We're just going to go simply go right here which is uh, ChatGPT, and I'm going to clear all my conversations. So the first thing I want you to understand is that when you start on a subject, it's just like you and I are having a conversation back and forth. So I am conversating with you, you are conversating with me, and therefore I am not being, I'm not, uh, agnostic to what was said before. So if I say the sky is blue, it's not going to give you an answer that says shoes are purple. It may come back and say sky is blue because of the ocean. All right. And then it may come back and your next thing will may be like, well, kind of fish are in the ocean. Well, it knows that it's talking about an ocean. So it's going to not tell you about catfish. It's going to tell you about, uh, you know, bluefish or snapper, something that runs in the ocean. So I want you to understand that when you start to build this, this is one of those things that people stay in the same window and then it just kind of goes haywire because it doesn't, it is tying all these things together as it formulates answers for you. 
Okay, so when I come in to go do all of this, I ask it to give me a keyword list before I do anything. Okay, because when it gives me a keyword list, those words are then guaranteed to be in my copy. All right, so let me do here, Koopy, you need to get down, buddy. Did you see the other question? Uh, we, no. we, we need to blog on our website. My website is Wix. So how do I get my people to the blog? All right. Um, well, you need to not be in Wix, so we'll start that. But the next thing is, is that you, you need to be pushing that piece out on social media. So if I want people to the blog and I don't want to use, and I'm not using Google to get there, meaning that I'm, I'm doing stuff that are anti-Google friendly, um, which Wix kind of is. Um, what's going to happen is you're going to need to push that out through social media. You don't really have any other choices at that point. Okay. So, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a piece of that problem. Uh, if so what you, you're saying is social media will drive people to a blog, no matter whether you have it on WordPress or Wix. Yeah, that, that is kind of what I'm saying. But yeah, that, that, you're better off if your website is on something that Google pays attention to and Google doesn't pay attention to Wix. Is that right? Yeah, basically, yeah. That's okay. that's a good takeaway on it, yes. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's that one. Okay, so we're at our window. We've started our chat program. If you've never seen this before, um, you're in your open AI and we're, you know, we're ready to start. So the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, uh, give me 10 keywords related to blogging, because that's what we're talking about tonight. So it's going to give me 10 ways and 10 things to talk about on blogging, right? So it gives me my 10 keywords. Then I'm going to say, give me 10 content ideas on blogging. And now it's going to give me 10 ideas and story ideas of something I can be right, I can write about. Okay, so if you see that now, what it's going to do is it, if you see, we talked about monetization, the word monetization is here in this word, I saw it go by somewhere. All right, but these words, number three. number three, okay, you see how monetization is up here, now it's down here. Okay, so it, it takes these and bakes them into these. So this is a step process on how you do this, right? Okay, so now what I would do, okay, so this one says 10 types for writing an engaging blog post. Okay, now I'm going to do this simply, simplified at first. I'm going to say, give me 10 tips. I going to say 10. I know, I type wrong. Okay. Bad. I'm a bad typer. I'm picking a tough topic on purpose. So now what it did is it gave me 10 topics. Now, what you can't do is take this and just paste it into your page. Okay. 
Um, and, and, and I think the natural uh, tendency is to, to do that. All right. Rather, I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I don't know if I can, I don't want to do this. Um, I'm going to hold this just for a second. Okay. So I'm going to read down it and I'm going to say, do I like what it's saying? Okay. So it's saying I need to talk about whether I'm a civil, a civil mechanical, electrical or chemical, a chemical It's telling me what I need to do. All right. So that's the first thing it's telling me that I, I, I need to decide. It's saying, define what your target is, identify who your target is. Okay. That's a good point. All right. So the next thing I am going to do is I am going to say, right. So what I am doing is I told it to write me a friendly and engaging paragraph on types of engineers. Define each type of engineer. All right, so I'm actually going to open Word and throw this off to the side so I can pull stuff out of it as we go. You open a new document. Okay. So I'm also going to ask it to write me an opening paragraph. What I'll show you is that there's some logic about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to tell it um, to give me this paragraph. I don't like this paragraph. It says, welcome to our blog where we unlock a blah, 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 whether you're a seasoned engineer looking for common. Nope. I don't like this. Um, I don't like this because this is like welcoming somebody like we're welcoming in our home. So I don't like this paragraph. And I'm going to tell it I don't like that paragraph. All right. It isn't helpful. I'm going to submit the feedback. And it's going to give me maybe another answer. What I don't like is this welcome to thing. Neither is better. Okay. So I'm going to come back over here and I'm going to refine my prompt. Okay. Write me a lead that defines what engineers are. Yeah, what an engineer, what engineers are, and why they should consider having a blog. It doesn't care about my grammar. Okay, it says in the world, in in a world where innovation and problem solving reign superior, 
engineers are unslung heroes. I, I don't think this is a bad situation. All right. This is a good, reasonably good opening paragraph. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to pull it off. And I'm going to say, I'm going to start over here. Don't save. I just want something new. Here we go. So I saved that paragraph. The other reason I saved it is it sort of has the same flavor as this one up here where it says engineers are unsolved here, unsung heroes. Okay. I'm going to say, write me, uh, write me a list of engineering types. And I picked something very hard because I know somebody else is going to tell me, well, I have a thing so hard. There's nothing harder than an engineer. Okay. So that's my, that's my problem. So write me a list of engineer types and define them for me. Okay, so what it did, what it's doing is it said, here's a list of engineering types. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I'm going to come down this list, and it's given me multiple types of engineers, more than I knew there was, to be quite honest with you. Okay, um, I am going to say this set of paragraph needs a segue. I'm going to copy it as it is. I'm going to bring it into my article. And I'm going to say, I need a segue on that. When you say you're bringing it into your article, is it writing an article? Yeah, over copying it into Word. When we're all done, I'm going to bring it up and we're going to work on it. Okay. okay. All right. So that's the next thing. So now I know, based on my outline that it wrote me up here, I want to talk about the types of engineering niches. The next thing that says is define your target audience. Who are your target audience within the engineering committee? Are you a community? Are you writing for engineers or are you writing for students? Broader, blah blah. Okay, and I'm gonna say that as I write this article, I'm gonna say the next question I'm gonna say is what type of content should a mechanical I spell terrible uh, should a mechanical engineer so what I'm doing is I'm writing the next paragraph all right so it's giving me another set of of answers okay what I'm going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to take all this information and we're going to throw it all together and we're going to make a page out of it. And the reason I'm doing it this way is because I need to get all of this put together. And then, and I would do this, what I just did, I would do it for every engineer type that it just gave me. I would come back and I would write I would say, okay, you told me civil engineer. So I would take this same prompt that says, uh, what type of content should a mechanical engineering blog have? I'm going to say, what, what type of content should a civil engineer Okay, let's see what it gives me.
and I'm going to copy that. I'm going to go through and I'm going to get as much of this information out of this thing as I possibly can. And I'm going to go paste it all into Word as I go. All right, so I have it. So I now, and let me, I don't, I don't know how to, if I want to, let me close some windows and I'll just share my entire, um, I just have to close some of my own uh, windows here if I'm going to do this because I got to share my whole computer. I always have a gazillion things open. All right, so I'm going to stop and I am going to share my uh, entire desktop is this one here. Okay, so you should be able to see my entire screen at this point. Um, and if you can't, let me know. Sandra, can you see my screen okay? Uh, well, I can see the, yeah, I can see what you're doing, but there's lots of different. Is it big or small? I'm trying to close everything is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I can see all the things you're closing with the dogs behind it. Now I see a, a, um, an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, so do we see a Word doc and then we see our yeah, chat? See the Word doc. Is it too and, tiny? Uh, well, the Word doc you can read, but the you can't read the AI generator anymore. Okay, it's all right. Too That's small. What I to know. All right, so I will blow that up. By I the like, way, Teresa asked, what Google-friendly website builders do you recommend? So one of them WordPress. is WordPress. The answer right? is WordPress. That is really the only answer to WordPress. this. WordPress.org. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, that the problem with this becomes, you know, there's there uh, there's a gazillion things out there, but they're not recognizing them. So it, it becomes a mute point. You know, that's the problem with it. I mean, we can talk about all of them out there, but the fact is that if it's not going to push your business forward, I'm not really um, up to kind of saying that. Somebody so the said, thing, what though, your... the thing that you've been saying, your general theme, though, is if you can do your your website in WordPress, do it in WordPress because you don't need to use social media to drive content. You, you will use social media to drive content to it, but you're missing out on Google paying attention to what's happening on your website and it rising up in a search and it drawing people to it. So, so if you use Wix and you use some of these GoDaddy and some of the other ones, Google doesn't pay that much attention to the content on those websites. Is that what you're saying? And so it doesn't rise you up in a search where it draws People right. Well, about. I think you need to do both. I don't want to say one without the other, but at the end of the day, I live, eat, and breathe off of Google. I mean, that's what it is. As long as I meet the Google bar, the rest of everything, yes, I push this stuff out on social media. If I had to do just social media, I'm going to sit there all day and have to do social media all day. I don't have time to run my business and sit there and run social media all day. That's just not a, a thing. So I'm going to pick the path of least resistance, which I'm going to go put the article out on Google. I'm going to put it up in a way that Google will find it. And I'm going to do everything I can to push it forward so other people find it. Twitter, LinkedIn, those other you know, Facebook, 
I actually think most people don't qualify for Facebook anymore. It's why I kind of, but, you know, and then go from there. If I'm going to, you know, Pinterest, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a whole pile of these things out there that we'd have to evaluate page by page. But at the end of the day, I say everything starts and stops at your website. So you can do all these other things, but if you invest in just those other things, the problem is if those other things change, you're screwed. At the end of the day, if you put your time and your effort into your website, it's your website. The, somebody asked, what is Vertical Web? Vertical Web is my actual company. That's the name of my business, my company, and what I work for. It is a, an SEO and web design company is what it is. So we have Vertical Web and Vertical SEO. They are interchangeable. Yeah, VerticalWeb.com. Yeah, it's VerticalWeb.com. Yes, that's right. You're good. That's good, Sandra. That's right. Next one says, doesn't WordPress require Wait, a web thing. Well, Since I put the, the website in there, that's where the recordings are of the past um, digital marketing clinics, too. So you can go back and look at past ones as, as well as this one will be up there and last month will be up there soon as well. Plus, there's other things that you can, there's her, your blog is there and um, yes. et cetera, right? Right, exactly. My blog okay. is there. What I did is most of these classes we we put up there and I actually have a companion piece written. So like if you didn't want to watch a two hour class, you could read the companion piece and at least know what was in the two hour class that you didn't want to watch. Because I know, you know, sometimes listening to me can get boring, usually not, but for the most part. Okay, so everybody's over in the Q&A now. So let me let me get over here. It says, why doesn't WordPress, or it says, doesn't WordPress.org require a webmaster? No, absolutely not. This is where, this is what I'm saying. Okay, you can go, you can put up, put an install of WordPress up. My company actually has a pre-built version. Okay, when we turn it over to you, you just have to pick a template and start typing. I mean, it's literally, we've got it kind of super simplified. I have some videos that we show how to go ahead and start it, but you don't need a webmaster. Once you start to understand what you're supposed to do and you put your theme in, you don't, you can just type and hit update and publish and you have your page. Your pages are all there. And intrinsically, if you have like the one that I have is built basically to answer what Google needs. So even if you don't know what you're doing, if you can just hit publish, it's like a broke clock. It's right two times a day or a blind squirrel. I, I Sometimes I say it's a broke clock. Sometimes I say it's a blind, blind squirrel because well, at the end of the day, if, if you, if you, even if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of set up for success. Go ahead. Okay. So what I'll add to that is some, sometimes people will get someone to help them set up their website and WordPress but you can start learning easily how to post articles on it, how to add a page to it. You know, uh, you can you can add to your website if you don't feel like you want to be the one that builds it. Um, and well, it, but Sandra, what I'm saying is that on my side, I, the, because I have it prepackaged, I don't even need that. It literally is open it up, set up a template, and off you go. I've yeah. I've dumbed it down that much. But sometimes people want help, you know, figuring out the, the um, you know, the different to what the tabs are going to say and what, what content's going to go on it and help with their content and all that. So you can have people help you do that to get your website set up if you want. But once you get it all the way you want to do it, you can do that too with the help of someone else if you feel like you need help in WordPress. And then later, 
it's going to feel like when you're posting on LinkedIn or something, you can write an article, you know how to post it on your website, you can you can do all these different things you can, on your website once you once you get it set up. So what I'm saying is a lot of people want help in the beginning to get it set up right. And you're saying you've got a template that already gets you going in the right direction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Pretty much, okay. yeah. Yeah. And between that and these classes, if you put the time in, you'll figure it all out. I mean, because even if I just gave you the template and it's all set up, it's all good. Uh, what's it what becomes then interesting is how far do you want to do it to fix it so this one says is it easy to transfer into wix into wordpress literally has to be done page by page with wix wix does not have an export function weebly has an export function um and it's and you're saying wix is a little bit we have the same elementor offers the same uh drag and drop interface as wix so it's not so um problematic and there's a lot of help videos and stuff like that on the elementor website um and we give you a free license with that so you don't have to worry about what you get and what you don't get and what's cut off because it's not free and you know all that kind of stuff so um you know, my my support team tries to help as much as possible. I mean, I, I can't do pay person by person hands on training. I mean, that's not something that feasibly we can do for a couple hundred dollars a year. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we try to help and I've tried to make this as easy as possible. And I, like I said, I even have a video. In fact, I think I just may even make a new a new one so that there's a new self-help video start to finish. But I'm encouraging you to go down a path that's going to be long-term sustainable. Um, I just met with a company up in the Woodlands on Monday. And the interesting piece about this is they set up a Wix website they rank on their term, one term, um, and they only rank in a five-mile radius. The problem is there's probably 3,000 terms, and their business is all over Houston. So unless they just want to stay in five blocks in the woodlands, they recognize that they had to do more. So this becomes those, those questions and problems that we have, um, that we have to, that we have to tackle. But all of this is not insurmountable. You just have to do it right. Now, Michael asked the question and says, what do I mean that you don't qualify for Facebook? I'm not meaning it kind of how you're talking about it. I think my business, I can go stick stuff on, on Facebook from now till the cows come home. Nobody's coming and signing up for service from me off of Facebook. I'd have to invent a business, a, a piece of my business that was specifically designed to give somebody a white paper for them clicking on some ad on Facebook. All right. Organic Facebook is pretty much um, gone the way of the dodo. I don't know how else to say that. I mean, for personal stuff, you still see, you know, the people that you interact with. But from a business standpoint, you don't see a lot of what businesses do anymore. Um, because they're really being forced and corralled into a paid model. So I, I don't want everybody kind of jumping up and down and saying, hey, I want to go to Facebook. Well, first of all, you have to define whether your business is a good business for Facebook. If you're, if you're a cosmetic surgeon, please go to Facebook. There's lots of people on Facebook that need a facelift, all right? Um, but if you're an accountant, I don't know that people want to read about the accounting problems when they're sitting there with their bunny slippers and watching their grandkid, you know, so it, it just depends on, you know, what you sell and what you do as to whether you are a, a person that should invest your time 
into Facebook. That's what I mean when I say that. And, and, and let me say this, too. As a small business owner, you have to make decisions because there's only so many hours in a day. And I would venture to say most of us gave up sleeping many years ago. And we, If we get three or four hours of sleep, that's a lot. But on the other side of the coin, every minute that I'm doing something, I need to be moving my business forward and not just doing something for the sake of doing it. So if Facebook is not going to get me something, trust me, it is so far in, off my radar. I have an automated poster for Facebook. It puts it on Facebook. Great. We have something on Facebook. But there's nothing coming through Facebook. Um, the, my customers mostly use it for tech support. I get tech support questions through Facebook. I get anything at this point. So I, I'm not doing Facebook for any other reason other than eh, I got to have it, but it's not, I'm not looking at it to bring you a lead. All right. But again, each business has to be evaluated. We had somebody in here that said they were with Etsy, which tells me that they're a crafter or a maker of some sort. If you're in the maker community or you're a crafter and you're got stuff sitting out on Etsy, great. That may be a Facebook thing. All right. If you're selling tumblers, that may be a good, hey, look, we have tumblers. You know, great, great Christmas present, great Fourth of July present, great Father's Day present, whatever it may be. So that's the kind of stuff that you've got to make the right decisions because there's so many hours in the day. Okay, so, all right, I'm going to say answer live, done. I got to, I got to clear these all out. So hold on a second, give me a minute. All right, everybody's good with your questions at the moment. All right, so what I did now is I have a whole bunch of gobbledygook over here that I pulled out of here, and I'm going to now need to sit down and I'm going to think about it. Now, what I'm gonna, well, I did this as an engineering blog because if I did this as an SEO blog, I could do this without, like, no problem, like maybe blindfolded with no arms, and I could type this out. But engineering, I don't know enough about, so I'm sort of simulating how you would be kind of – in the beginning of this until you got comfortable with it. So I purposely picked a topic that was difficult so that it was kind of like a simulation for you guys. So I would read this first paragraph. This is in the world, innovation, problem solving, blah, blah, blah. There are architects, blah, blah, blah. So I would say, as the owner of a civil my dad always told me I should have been a civil engineer because I'm fascinated by road work and bridges. So I'm going to be a civil engineer in this uh, example, just so you know why I'm doing it this way. All right. So as the owner of a civil and eng essential engineering firm, we are constantly faced with need innovation. Problem solving. I like to think of us as unsung heroes. So you see what I'm doing? I'm kind of making this my own, right? I like to think of us as unsung heroes, driving progress and shaping the future. After all. So, all right. 
So, so you, you see how I'm like giving you and you're you're editing it and how are you I'm editing it? it as I'm going, but you see how I'm making it my own and how I'm being um somewhat you know animated in what uh, what I did because what do civil engineers do? They build roads and bridges, right? So <laughs> that was kind of funny. Isabel yeah. said she came in late when she missed. <laughs> Uh, we have a, you have to watch the video tomorrow because there's way too much. Okay. Um, oh, John says there's only two types of engineers, civil and uncivil. He's just throwing a little humor in here. Yeah, and he's throwing some humor in too, just like I am, right? So, yeah. Isabella um, came in late. We're working on how to create a blog um, through by using uh, um, AI. So what I just did now is I I'm gonna I took out the word they and I'm saying civil engineers because I've already established that I'm a civil engineering firm, right? And civil engineers are the architects of creativity to masterminds behind break and break. Now this is a little bit maybe redundant of the paragraph above it, but we'll just kind of go with it. Have you ever considered that an engineer could be an incredible storyteller? Okay, so I would say three years. Okay. Well, considering I'm a hosting company, I'd say me, Michael. Past that, I don't really know. I don't, I, you know, they've all been bought and sold out by conglomerates. It makes it very difficult. Okay. It says, yes, you've heard that right. You, engineers should not only be embraced their technical prowess, but as Florida, blah, 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 and I'm going to cut this out all the way along. We have many. to offer Sorry, I'm uh, I'm writing this out here. Okay, so what I did was I and I understand spelling. Don't anybody get critical? All of that, right? Um, what I just sat down and I did is I'm taking what that gave me, and I am writing this in a way that I am now explaining this. But I I didn't have to write this from scratch because it wrote it sort of for me. So now what I'm doing is kind of repackaging it and making it how I would how I would write something. Um, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff here. So the next thing I would say, being in my my idea of this, 
um, as I would say, is define civil engineer. All right, let's see what it gives us. All right, so it gave me a paragraph. Before we go any further, it might be good. And I want to show you what I'm doing as I'm doing this. is Okay, so if you notice now, what I did is, uh, you see how many times I've put civil engineer firm? Because I'm trying to get in Google's head that this is about engineering, and but it's a civil engineer firm. Does that, I hope everybody understands how I'm approaching this, okay? So, um then I'm going to take this thing that it gave me, and I'm, a civil engineer is a professional who applies science and engineering principles to design, to design, construct, and maintain physical infrastructures that is around us. That is a fancy way saying we design the roads, bridges, sidewalks. That help you, that help society be mobile. Okay. And the reason I said instead of you is I wanted to, we don't know who this audience is yet, right? So we just know that we're kind of trying to feel our way through putting this together because I don't know who the audience is. I'm going to kind of not say you because I may be talking to somebody in a in a I don't know what the demographics of my town are okay that I'm writing this for they play a crucial role in planning designing overseeing various types of projects buildings bridges and roads okay so I may take because they're saying buildings bridges roads dams airports a more complete list all right now what else i want you to notice is that i'm taking this and i'm making it more colloquial more friendly more pointed and more readable to and enjoyable to somebody that would be reading this okay um, and I'm, I'm asking uh, on my prompts, I'm asking those prompts to be provided in a friendly manner so that we can maintain this. I'm going to use the word levity. I don't necessarily mean it as uh, uh, funny or happy or something along those lines. Okay. Now, because I'm trying to also get you guys to understand how to... Um, use chat GPT to do something, I'm going to say, write me a headline for a paragraph, a paragraph that defines a civil engineer. Be funny. Because John wants to be funny, I'm going to be funny. 
That's its joke. Notice it's not very funny. All right, so we're going to take our little um, paragraph here. I actually would not use this. I would actually put this is what I would do if I was going to do my first paragraph. I would say civil engineer. All right, that's what I would say there. Um, hey, Beth, I want to say something here because I was going to type this for Isabella, but tell me if I'm right about this. Isabella, you can explore creating a blog article using AI by going to openai.com. You can open a free account there. Once you ask questions to search for the content you want, you should edit it and prove it to make it your own, and you should know enough about the topic to be sure it is accurate if you use it. If the entire content is AI generated, Google won't recognize your content as something new or something that adds knowledge to the internet because AI content is already pulled from all the content that is already out there on the internet. You are responsible for making it your own with your own experience and amending it to get the most out of the blog you are posting. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Keep yeah, going. good job. Sandra. We're going to let you write the, the article underneath the video for tonight. <laughs> Just trying to help them, you know, go, go along as you're creating this, because if they come in new and you're writing an article about civil engineering that don't quite know what's going on. But um, here we go. We're Everybody's up to speed now. So what I did is I asked it to define all the types and see how I'm kind of making this my own. We already defined all the types of civil engineer and we decided that we're going to focus on civil engineering. So I'm going to cut out all these types of engineers. I don't need them. And then I'm going to say, we went back up here and we asked it what types of content a civil engineer blog would have. So this is the one that we want. All right, so I'm going to take that here. I'm going to leave the rest, some of the rest of this paragraph alone. Collaborative, we're about, but, but I'm, I'm okay with some of the rest of this here. It uh, doesn't sound like it's too out there. Um, and I feel like I've changed enough of this so far that we're good. Okay. So the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to cut all this out. Man, oh man, it's giving me a hard time cutting it all out. All right, I'm going to paste. All right, did it paste it all in? Okay, so what I'm going to change this line to say is, as we decide, yeah, I don't like that. Okay. Um. I have a list here of what we're going to cover. As leading experts, so leading civil engineer. I'm sorry, I'm so horrible as a typist. Leading civil engineering firm 
in Texas. And actually, I'm going to change that to in Houston because it helps me localize that content. It's leading synonym. We can we discuss we discuss we service our clients in multiple ways. The problem is I'm writing as I'm going, so it's coming out a little bit jumbled just because I have to, I'm kind of thinking and typing at the same time. It kind of is what happens. Okay. So, so you're finding services that other engineering companies offer and you're deciding whether or not you offer them and you're using that to help you craft what really is true about your business. Right, right, exactly. So this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing. All right. And then I'm going to say what typical, what. And I'll tell you, even though I know the services that I offer, I put this in for my, uh, SEO services simply to find out how the language is crafted in other places. So this is going to give me a overview, not just of um, the um, answers. It's also going to um, give me, yeah, I did ask it for a headline and I didn't like it. So I'll come back to that in just a second. I didn't like it, what it gave me, so I just punted it and went on my way. But we can go back to that in a minute. All right, so what are the typical services? And I'm going to say does a civil engineer offer? And the reason I'm asking that is because it already gave me 10 things that I should include in my blog. But I need to see what are some of the typical services that a a uh engineering firm will do because I need to see if these two things are congruent and if they fit together well because these may be something that we're going to talk about and that we're going to know that our blog moving forward is going to talk about some of these services that we offer okay and because I personally don't know enough about civil engineering I'm kind of depending on this to dump this back at me but I would ask what and I can't do it in this window or I'll screw it up um but I would ask, what are the typical services an SEO company offers? And see what it gives me back, because that tells me what my competitors are offering. If I tell it to give me, um, and then I can come back and say, hey, this service here is really not a service. It's just a way for somebody to charge you money. I mean, I have a, a whole lot of that going on here. I see stuff all the time that are just ways for people to pay money and get nickel and dimes. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to approach this in a in a much broader way so I can put my prompts in in a way that um will work um will work for everything. Okay, so so far I have my civil engineering is defined. You asked me about did I tell it to create a headline? I did ask it to create a headline and the reason I didn't use it is because the headline um is uh yes the christine christine christiana that asked that question that's a really good question and i will tell you all about that in just a second um so i have to be careful what i do with this headline thing so let me go put this back in so 
write a headline. And I'm going to show you uh, to do it this way. Hold on a minute. You can also do it this way. So remember I said write a headline for and keep it funny. I'm, I'm going to say write a headline for this content. And I'm going to paste the content. And it's going to read that content and it's going to tell me what the hell. All right. Demystifying essential. Now that's a good piece to write for. You see what I did? I gave it the paragraph and then said, give me a title. And it gave me a really reasonable title that's on par with the rest of this article. Okay. So I still think that if it was me that was writing it, I would say civil engineering defined. But what this thing did is give me that and I'm going to use that. All right. Because you know what? What the heck? It, it sounds better. Okay. And I'm going to bold that. All right, so the question about AI and AI content. So these laws do not exist now. Nobody knows what to do with this. Um, and there's been even rumors in Congress and I don't even know the White House that they're talking about controlling and regulating all of this um, because there are no rules about it. I guess we all need rules. Um, but with that said, there was an episode, an incident, and I can't remember the company, but they took something out of this chat thing, and it was so completely bad, they got sued. Um, and the thing is, and, you know, they're saying, not, you can't do it. I wouldn't want to be able, I, want, I don't want AI, it, the thing. Okay, Isabella, where were you the whole time? You should have been here sooner. It says you can't copyright AI content without editing it. Okay, the reality is what I want you to walk out of here with is you can't use this without editing it. You cannot use it. You can use it to structure. You can use it to give ideas, but you cannot use it the way it is without a highly negative set of impacts. And now I'm going to go ahead. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, um, well, now we went too far, Isabella. Hold on a second. Um, you cannot copyright something that you didn't write. So if AI, all, you know, all of this is a lot of noise in the echo chamber because nobody should be cutting and pasting and using it as is. And if you do, and you've already heard me speak on this, I don't know what to tell you, because it is there's so much bad on so many levels that can come out of this. And you see how easily I'm just manipulating the words around, and I'm changing it, and I'm taking an idea, and I would say, okay, this is an idea, but how would Beth Guide say it? How, would, how, how should I posture this? How do I want to posture my business? You know, and that's what I do with it. I, I will show you. Let me come over here. I'm gonna, and I've showed this before in class hey. on another application. Yes? Well, Soon. Rebecca is saying, if another individual asks the same or similar questions, will it provide different responses? Can you talk a little bit more about that and how it changes each time you ask the question? It builds on the past. Questions. Want to ask questions, so it never—it's not like it doesn't produce pretty much the same answer because 
the constructs of it are different just simply based on now if i asked it to give me a keyword list and i asked it to give me a keyword list and i asked it to give me a keyword list it would give me the same keyword list every time i have tested that okay but the second i alter anything in it the next paragraph is not repetitive of a previous session just simply because it is building on the way i am asking questions and the fact that i started down the mechanical road at some level i almost need to start over and clear that window out and now go down just a civil road i'm not doing it because i'm hoping it gets screwed up and just loses its mind sometimes it does that okay but the, the three out somebody okay. mentioned that is something if you get something wrong and that's why you need to know a little bit about what you're talking about before you use it because if you use something and it's wrong then you can get then then you can get in trouble for publishing the, the wrong answers to something, the wrong information about something, right? Well, yeah, see, that's a whole nother problem, but you can do that as a human being too. I'll tell you a true story here. We uh, put a article on somebody's website that talked about air conditioned storage and the customer doesn't offer air conditioned storage. But it was a search term and we were co comparing and contrasting. Well, the person thought, well, just because there's air conditioned storage on it, it meant that we offered that service. So you can make that mistake just as simple, but with a typewriter or with a keyboard as you can make that mistake with AI. All right. So that it doesn't take that away. Um, but at the end of the day, the bigger problem with all of this is that all these questions are, how do I use this as is? And if we don't walk away with what I'm saying is you cannot use it as is, then I don't know what to do. Because I am going to keep saying the same thing. I'll teach you guys how to use it from sunup to sundown. But it's all predicated on the fact of the matter that you cannot take it as an as-is piece of content and utilize it as, as the way it came out. And frankly, on some of this, I wouldn't want to use it the way it came out. Now, here, I'm going to come back over here. I want to show you something. And I wish I had kept the original um, the original uh, work on this. And I didn't. And I wish I did. Just, I guess we can use it that. All right. So I decided I was going to get a wild hair on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm going to blow this up. Yeah, and I was actually going to put the phone number there too, Sandra. I'll do it. I got it. I know my phone number. I don't have to look it up. Okay. And it's easy. It only has like three numbers. I mean, you can't really get much easier than that. <laughs> so, Did you arrange that? <laughs> huh? Yeah, don't call now because I'm talking, so I'm not going to answer you. It's gonna... All right. So I took this here, and I wrote this page with uh, ChatGPT and Jasper AI. And what I did, what my exercise in this was, was to take the content, write it with ChatGPT and use Jasper to rewrite it so that it was not the same content. So I used two AI bots to create this page, except that my sense of right and wrong, I had to run through the middle of it and fix it because it was spitting out stuff that wasn't exactly right. All right. And 
the the thing is, oh, okay, somebody found a good article on it. Okay. Um, I, I haven't read that. I don't know what it says, but you know, I, there is, and, and I don't, I don't know if I want to say there's a dark side, but more what there is, is that, you know, I, I don't mean to say it this way. This is not, a, this is not a panacea. It's not a cure-all. If you want to be lazy and not write it yourself, this is not the path to go down because this is a very dangerous path. But if I utilize it as the tool, Okay, some of you may be too young, but when I was in um, high school, we would go to this building that had books in it, and they used to call it a library. And in that library, there was these other books in there that were called encyclopedias. And you'd have to go, and you'd have to tediously find this article that talked about a walrus and find out what the the article had what the the write up had to say, and then you had to turn in a report about what is a walrus. So you couldn't just take the article from Encyclopedia Britannica and type the walrus information in there. You had to go in and you had to make the walrus story your own. So that's in essence what this is. But everybody's going and thinking, oh, I can just go here and push some buttons and it's going to give me the answer and I can cut and paste it on my website. And then I don't need to know how to do anything. I'm just sticking stuff up there. It does not work that way. Okay. So, all right. So I did this article um, with uh, ChatGPT and another AI program called Jasper. So I said, I want to write an article about recovering from a Google algorithm problem. Okay. And what these are, are penalties and penalty problems. So I set the keyword list. I told it what it can do. And then I went through and I wrote, I, I asked it questions. I told it, what would an article uh, that contained Google penalties look like? What should be in it? What, you know, by the end of the article, I kind of took some of their ideas. I told them instead of giving me 10 concepts, I said, give me five concepts. I took the five concepts. I kind of, you know, massage them so that they had my, my thoughts on it more than like this this one here was pre was practically archaically wrong, so I ended up correcting it. What it said is that you had to have an SSL certificate, and if your website wasn't mobile friendly, and really what that's become is a technical SEO problem. So I, I fixed them where they were wrong because I'm an expert on this, but by the time I got down to... Um, this is what causes those penalties, and I had to fix some of those because they weren't right. But by the time I got down to here, I stopped using chat GPT. And the reason I did was because I kind of said everything I needed to say, but what was missing was my take on how to fix a problem. All right. Um, and what do I see are problems? So I kind of went through and I said, this is we can talk about all of this. But usually and I and I will tell you any site I touch nine times out of 10, they're under optimized nine times out of 10. Um, I, I have a, a really, really good friend and they gave me a website from a company um, in Beijing 
and they have a business here in the United States, and they said the website looks horrible. And granted, it's lime green and the color of the screen sharing button. Website is putrid looking, but the SEO on it is so solid. And it's very rare that I see a website that is that solidly done that it's actually stuck in my head. I had another company that's a competitor of Costco come to me, and that customer, that website was only ranked for its keywords. It's not ranked for anything else because they don't know how to build the website properly. They don't know how to put the web, web uh, nothing. So they're thinking, and I had another company come to me, and it was a large, 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 large online retailer that's based here in Houston. So I don't want to really say their name. But they came to me and they said, all my traffic went away. And their their traffic went from like 500,000 people a month to 250,000. And I took one look at it. And what had happened is it wasn't, um, I don't remember. What was the website that stuck in your head? I don't know. I'd have to, uh, I can't remember. It was a, they do something with Home Depot and Lowe's. I can't remember. I, I, I'd have to I'd have to text somebody to get the answer to that. They would know the second I asked them, but I, I don't want to do that. Uh, the other one, their website went from five hundred thousand down to two fifty. The problem was they were like, oh, we got stuck with a Google penalty. They didn't get stuck with a Google penalty. What happened was they broke all the structure on their website, so their website no longer no longer correct connected correctly. So they were off trying to find the penalty that they violated. And in the end, they didn't violate the penalty at all. They just broke their stuff, flat out broke it. So I think the thing is, when I write an article on, on talking about solving Google penalties, I think the first thing you have to do is figure out if you actually have a penalty. Because a lot of times the sites are under-optimized and they didn't do something right. Um, the sites are over-optimized and keywords are stuffed everywhere. So sometimes the problems are um, not necessarily tied to something directly. So what I did is I took the opportunity to add my last, and this is all me. So by the time I look at this article and what the bones of it originally started out as and where it went to now, I think probably 60% of this article is now my own words and thoughts. And the other 40% is probably a diluted, not diluted, not delusional, but a diluted version of it that it now doesn't show up on any AI register. It doesn't show up um, as a uh, problem. And... I haven't put it in lately into SEMrush, but let me do that real quick. Oh, I didn't want to go here. Sorry about that. I just want to call your attention to the fact that our that it's we have about ten minutes left. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. It's never enough minutes. So you can see now this page, it, it doesn't have any authority or authoritarian score because it hasn't been up super long, but it, it, it is ranked on about 
uh, 117 keywords I picked up with my 4,000 word article on Google penalties. All right, so I picked up 120 some keywords on this according to that. What this is registering is only 23. Um, and let me sort it by uh, position here, hang on. All right, so I'm up as high as uh, 17 on algorithm penalty, Google SSL penalty. There's Google penalty checker. There's like a whole bunch of, so all I'd have to do now is go do a few more articles on algorithm penalties, and I may end up with a page on page one of how to, and I may come back and now talk about some of this because I know that some of these are uh, some, a little bit higher volume keywords, okay? So I think the thing that I want you guys to walk away with is if I put this together right, I know what I'm talking, I know what I'm structuring, I end up getting a heck of a bump on my traffic on my website. And if you do this on every page on your website, you end up ranking on thousands and thousands and thousands of keywords. Um, and you can see according to this now, this hasn't this hasn't updated them all in the, what is the list of them. But this is saying I got four in the top 10, I got 20 in the top 20 and I have 117 total. Eventually the, the list will fill out of what all the words are that this page is ranked on. I'm going to end up with 117 words. I've got four in the top 10. And this is off an AI piece of content that I just wrote on a Saturday as a spoof ball just to see if I could do it. All right. So let's see. We've got a couple more questions. Right, I think the moral of the story is don't use AI to write about anything that you don't know about because you, you need to make sure that before you post it, um, it's it's accurate and AI isn't guaranteed to be accurate. Well, I'm going to say that a little differently in the sense that if I know the right questions to ask, I conceivably could collect enough information and then I'd have to be smart enough to order it right, which is basically what how you and I got through grammar school, high school and college. Okay, so it's a testament that if you have the skill set, you can do it. I just don't know that that skill set is taught in schools anymore. So I think the younger folks may be a little bit at a disadvantage. You and I could do this just fine because you have a, you you went to high school and college. I went to high school and college. We all know how to use an encyclopedia. We know how to use a magazine article and make it our own and internalize it and output it. In essence, that's the same thing here. If you looked at this as a research paper and you didn't know what you were doing on something, you would know the right questions to ask it. So, you know what, I'm, you understand, you know, you know, and like this said, the lady said, it's, it's an AI prompter. I don't know what you can do to prompt AI to come up and think your way through the questions. Okay, because you have to ask the right questions. Now, for me personally, I went to school as a journalist. I learned really good how to, this was, still when there was a career called journalism. And I actually learned how to ask people questions and be probative on how I got the right um, 
answers. This is exactly how did you get the best blogging keywords. I put it in and it asked it and it gave it to me. And that, their answer, they're accurate. So I'm always telling you to start with a list of keywords. And the reason I'm telling you to start with a list of keywords, because remember, it builds. So as long as you start with that list of keywords, it's always going to incorporate and envelop those keywords into whatever it answers you back. So intrinsically, you will have a better chance with Google to rank because you listed keywords at the start of the article. Now, let me go back over these questions because I got six minutes to get everybody answered here. Okay, so, all right. Uh, I don't remember. It says, what do you mean the company broke it and that it was not a penalty? Okay, they broke their Google rankings. You can break your Google rankings. You can literally remove a chunk of your website and all your Google rankings go away. Okay, so your website's doing this, 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 and this, and then it falls off a cliff. All right. And we see that all the time. Uh, we see it when people build a new website there. They think they're so smart. They go build a new website. The people that they hire do not know how to properly flip a website. They break the whole website. So that's what I mean when I say break a website. You can break a website in Google very easily because it's an ecosystem. And just like um, if I break something in the eco, like if you water goes away in our ecosystem, all of a sudden our whole ecosystem is broken. Well, Google's kind of the same way. So it says if GoDaddy or Wix site is moved and converted into WordPress, will I have to get a newer URL? No, absolutely not. What you can do is you like. Again, I'm going to use my company. We give everybody a subdomain to go build their website on. And then when they're ready to move the website, we go ahead and go to the registration company and take the website away and move it to the new one. Um, we do that all day, every day. That's how we build beta sites. And then once those sites come out, so you guys get that same thing. If you came to us and said, hey, I need this, we give you the, the material that you need, give you the website you need, put a different domain on it. When you're ready to move, when you're all finished, you let us know. We help you flip the switch and off you go. So that's not a, that's not a problem. And you wouldn't break Google My Business um, unless you change the content too much on the new pages. So I would go, like if I was just copying something, I'd almost copy it as is. Once it came in, then I would then I would start to like move stuff around on it. Okay, it says overall what, and I'm going fast and uh, cause I got four minutes left. Overall, what are the strategies that need to be used for generating articles from the rehearsed request to now? That is a great blog question. I actually need to write that. Keywords, topic ideas, and then questions as you refine your way through it. That's the best three ways to do it. Keywords first, ask it for a list of topics. If you were gonna write something about X, what would be the top 10 topic ideas for it? Okay, and then pass that, if you, like we did, we narrowed this down to civil engineering. What is a civil engineer? How do I, what services do a civil engineer offer? How, you know, we could have gone on that says, how do civil engineers work with architects? How do, because you can do an industries we serve page. So how do they work with home builders? Topics, ideas, and then what with the third thing? Just questions. Just start asking questions and try to keep it linear to what you're doing. All right. All right. So then it says exactly how do you get the best blogging keywords? I put in a in chat GPT. I said what the very first question I asked is give me 10 keywords related to blogging. All right. So that was the very first thing um, that we did. Okay. 
uh, blog articles should be solely words and photographs, not infographics. Rebecca, that I would say I like a, an infographic incorporated into blog if you can make it appropriate. I like a video incorporated into a blog if you can make it appropriate. Everyone that I have has a uh, podcast attached to it. So there's multiple different ways that, you know, because everybody consumes things differently. And I, I, I like to say they're generational, is that the over 50 crowd would rather read it. The 40 to 50 crowd, 35 to 40 crowd would rather listen to it. And then the under 35 crowd would like to see it. Now, I'm sure there's going to be somebody here that's going to stick their hands up and tell me no, that they like to do and they're in a different age group. Got it. I understand that. But generally speaking, that's what it comes down to. So when I put a page up, if I can put all three mediums, I'm putting all three mediums. I personally don't have enough time in my life to even care to watch a video on anything. And in fact, frankly, at the age of 56, I'm starting to hate television. So I am not a graphics person, even though even when I was in my 20s, I loved television. So the more you give people, the more. So an infographic would be great because I may not need to read your whole article because I can just look down that infographic. So I have no problem with those being in, incorporated. Uh, this other person says, does my company rank websites? Yes, that's what we do. We rank websites. Um, we build them sometimes because we need to build them to make them rank right rank right but yes that's what my company does is i build that's what our main job in this whole world is is how to get a website ranked on google and then this nice well, the, lady the, says, the three you. things the three the three things that you said was okay a long article a long article is good and people some people want to read the article some people want to just click on the video that's in it and then the last uh, part is uh, they want to listen to the audio of it yes okay so if you look at what we did here, if I just kind of go back to podcast, I got to go back to February because we've done a bad job of putting the videos on here. I got to talk to my little guy that's helping me with this. If you look at this one here, okay, we've got the video, we've got the audio, we've got a written copy of it, we got everything all on one page. So no matter what you want to do, one-stop shop, it's all here for you. And that's kind of how we've handled this. All well, right. But sometimes, but sometimes you mentioned something earlier that we do, which is you'd write an article, but then you might put a small video in it that's almost like a, a, um, a, yeah. a, a summary of the article. It's shorter than the article, but it's still... Um, See, it's and I would film the video first and write the video to the art, uh, write the article to the video. But I, okay. I don't... I don't care the order, but yes, I'm fine with that being done. In fact, the shorter ones now could go to YouTube Shorts. They could go to TikTok. There's multiple uses for the shorter ones, and then you yeah. embed it through the website and lead back anyway. So there's a lot of different ways that you can put this down and um, it work right. Can I make a blog article downloadable and not lose SEO? No. The answer in nutshell is no. It well, needs they, to be, they can still post it and then have a have a PDF of it at the bottom, right? But they can't just do the PDF, right? Can't just do the PDF. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know an application where I would want it to be done that way. To be quite honest with you, but if that's what you want to do, I don't know that I'd ever do that. Um, unless I was trying to do it for a lead trap and then say, "Hey, read the rest of the book. It's over here." 
Hey, it, we're near the end um, of it. I think we've run over a little bit. So does, has all this made you come up with an idea for the next topic? Um, have we done something on how on metrics in a long time? We haven't talked about how to how to tell what the health of your website is, have we? You know, that's an idea because somebody was talking about that earlier. How did, she was talking about how she can find out how her yeah. website there's ranks. There's, let's do that. Let's talk about what what how healthy is a website and what are the tools are that I can use to figure out if my website's any good. Basically, what are the components of an SEO audit or a website audit? Let's just say that website audit because you know, the hosting could be bad. The website could be bad. The title tags could be bad. I mean, there's so much that could be bad. Okay. So if we do that, then uh, uh, Pete, come back next month, because I think some of the ones that are especially fun is when um, you get to um, get feedback on your own. So sometimes Beth will let you put your website in there. Well, this is kind of what, yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking to go with this. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you know, we can do it that way, but I want to give you the tools and and kind of do this. But let's talk about website audit so they can walk away with some points to go evaluate, because some people think they have a, web, a good website and it's the worst friggin website I've ever seen. And I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But, yeah, it's really pretty bad. So, yeah, yeah let's, so let's do that. The last, we, we always shoot for the last Wednesday of the month. So, you know, keep your eyes open for emails from SCORE and then. Uh, we'll try and reach out to you from the Center for Entrepreneurship as well as from um, Vertical Web as well. So um, you'll hear about It'll be the 26th. it. July 26th. July 26th, yes. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you all next month if this topic is good for you. And um, otherwise, you can pop in the next month. Um, but there's always something happening the last Wednesday of the month, if we can make it happen. Yeah. All right. Everyone have a thank, good one. Thank you, Beth. And thank Thanks. you, Sandra. Thanks very much. It was very interesting. I think there were a lot of good questions for you, too. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot from other people, too. Well, thank you. I'll see you again. Bye-bye. All right. Remember to send Bye. me the video. I will. All right. Thank Thanks. you, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Teams Beth Guide, uh, we do SEO and web.